Hey guys, and welcome back to Oceans and Emotions. Hope you've all had an incredible week since last time. Uh, we have another guest episode today, so you know I'm just keeping those guests coming for y'all. Today we have my cousin, but brother, but sister, Marixa. Woo! Hello. Studio audience, clap everyone. The studio audience is Alyssa. She is on deck. Yeah, so if a lot of you guys know me, all my friends, y'all definitely know who Marixa is. We're always hanging out, the brooches. I want to let you talk about yourself, talk about, you know, whatever you think they need to know. Okay, well, my name is Marixa. I'm 18 years old. I'll be 19 June 5th. It's so crazy. Gemini. Oh my god, it's literally coming up, man. Yeah, and um, you guys can follow me at on instagram at marixa aguilera but it's like marixa and then like the it's it's weird it's like marixa and then it's like the a at the end of my name spells aguilera at the same time so there's not two a's i never noticed that yeah <laughs> tiktoks thank you ricks twitter radical marixa and that's basically it um Period. Period. Yes. So as you guys know, for May, I've been doing a little series on mental health since it's Mental Health Awareness Month. So this is the last Mental Health Awareness Month episode, but definitely not the last like on mental health because I think that's definitely something that's kind of close to home when talking about our feelings, emotions, and life and that kind of thing. But um, I really wanted to have Marissa on for this episode because she has been very, very brave in her journey with her mental health. We always feel for each other when we're going through it, but it's also so great to know that we all understand each other so well. And I think that that's like really great. And you've like you've taught us a lot too. Oh, thank you. Since we were young, like I feel like you know you've always been so brave. Like whenever you were going through all of this, even I just I'm like we always just commended you for that because you're always just. I've been through some stuff. You've been through some stuff, but look at your girl. So yeah, I think that um. Your story is a good one. Your journey is a good one. Um, and I think that there's a lot that you can, you know, teach people. And like I said, this podcast is like a, an open room, open conversation for so many different perspectives. So, yeah, I'm really excited. So let's start like with just basics, like when you realize you were struggling with your mental health and like maybe what you struggle with. We can get into that and then kind of like go back. But however you feel is the most natural to tell. Um, without going into too much right, detail right. of my like journey, I guess it just it always starts for me around Christmas time because Christmas, which is so sad, it's supposed to be like the most wonderful time of the year, and Christmas used to be my favorite. But hey, yeah, seasonal like time seasonal, that makes it big. Yeah. yeah, I think I definitely have a little bit of seasonal depression, even though I didn't get diagnosed with that, mm-hmm. which we'll go into that and like my diagnosis yeah. and stuff like that. But um, I definitely feel like. Christmas time is a very triggering moment for me. So now my new favorite holiday is Halloween. It's <laughs> like my new favorite one. But I think it just, it all—it always starts around Christmas time. And it's been like that since sophomore year of high school. Yeah, I and, feel you on that. Yeah. Like for me, it's like kind of after the holidays, that's when it's like, whoa, what's yeah. going on, mate? So Christmas time is triggering and then like being alone. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's kind of what this year was just a little bit different. Or I guess mm-hmm. last year, because it's 2019, it was a little yeah. bit different. And I felt a little bit off, and it was, like, maybe one of the worst points in my entire, like, since, like, sophomore year of high school, yeah. which, by the way, I'm graduated, class 2019, woof, so I'm not woof. in high school anymore. <laughs> but it, it seems like a really long time ago, but yeah. it's still, it 
carries very deeply within me. No, it's, for sure. It was yeah. quite um, it's like traumatic event flies. that happened when I was younger. I like obviously I went through a lot with my yeah. parents being divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, I was maybe six when they got divorced. Yeah, definitely. So no. I've been through a lot, a lot of up and downs on both ends. It's not just been one person specifically. Right. So I've been through a lot, and I would like to my like like to consider myself a strong person. But at the same time, I do have my very weak and vulnerable. Yeah, like, that's human. You know, it's, that's the human side of you. You and, know, so always give yourself yeah. credit for your strong moments because that's always to, awesome. Like I always tried to like be that person that's like, yeah, I I got through it. Parents divorced, and I think that's really what like kind of like caused me having so much anxiety. Maybe um, never really thought about depression at all. Right. But maybe anxiety when yeah. I was younger, just because it was like so weird going from like seeing my mom and living with my mom and then having to go with my dad yes, for the weekend. The back and forth. The back and forth is like I don't think any kid should have to go through that. Mm-mm. But I mean, it is what it is when you're like you have parents who like love you and like want to see you, and it's like you just kind of have to. I mean, at the time I was so young, didn't understand what anxiety was. Right. Mm-mm. And it was you just, just think like it's kind of normal. Yeah, I remember coming home all the time and just crying, like, why do I have to do this? Yeah. And I was young, like it was just it was just really. So I think when I was around maybe yeah maybe elementary school, mm-hmm. I did also get bullied in elementary school, so there also like with parents being divorced definitely made me develop a little bit. Or a lot of it of anxiety, I would say there. So definitely started at a young age, elementary school. I would feel it. Yeah, that's when it all started. Because I always like, because for me, like I just feel like growing up, I always just was like, man, like I guess this is just how everyone's brain works. Like this, mm-hmm. this is crazy. And like I don't know, I used to if I look back at like my old journal entries, I would like refer to myself as like insane or like oh like I must be crazy like the way that I think and at least for me, I never like thought to like look for any kind of guidance or. Um, see if anyone felt the same way as me so it's like only now as I've gotten older and like really been able to analyze how I was feeling and like look back has have I been like able to see like it's probably just because for some of the research that I've done on some of the things that I've like thought I might be diagnosed with like if I were to go um, a lot of it it says that like you find this you get diagnosed with this in your early or early 20s Mm -hmm. late teens Um, so that's why I always feel like it's interesting because I feel like for like a lot of us like there are certain pivotal ages where we start to kind of realize like and we're able to be more self-aware with everything that went on in late 2019 early this year tell us more about that so basically what happened was like again without getting into too much detail I um was really the door (laughs) I was I was really going through it and really bad and so it like scared everybody. So my mom made the choice to admi- not admit me to a hospital, like a psych hospital, but like get me evaluated and assessed yeah. to see if it was necessary for me to stay in a hospital. And I first I was just like I, I like I hate to say it, but I hated her. I did not. I was like, like the denial phase. Right. Just, I don't want to. I'm fine. I don't need help. I'd right. rather be home in like, the comfort don't take of my me to a hospital. Yeah, like, in the comfort that? of my own home. Like you guys can help me. I can get help. I can go out. Like anything. Any, I'm I'm fine. Like I don't need to see anybody. Mm-hmm. And it was just scary. Like it was scary to think like, okay, if I 
get through this assessment and they say, hey, you need to stay here. Like, it was scary to think I was going to be right. alone and no no contact with anybody because you can't have your phone. Everything's locked up. Everything's locked. You can't do anything in the psych hospital. And so, and then, like, also being paired with somebody and, like, oh, having a roommate. And it's like, what if they're crazy? Like, Literally. I just, so, like, she made the very brave choice, and I commend her for that. I'll yeah. never, like... Like, as much as I said, I hated her at that moment, but it was in that moment. But, like, yeah, now, like, looking you back, learned, right? In that, like, looking back, I commend her for that because it's a very big step for any parent to do. Yeah, it is. And, um, so yeah, so we went to this hospital that my mom, her friend actually recommended this hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say the name, but it was, it was very nice. I love, I love everyone there. Um, and so I got assessed. My mom and my dad were there. It was just really scary. Like, they took me to a room, and they assessed me. They just asked me all these questions and, like, whys and, like, has any of this happened to you? Just all these, like, basic questions that they need to know in order to evaluate me. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, I, like, at one point, I just, like, couldn't say anything because I, I was just crying. I think it's the neighbor with the loud car. He's about to start revving it for no reason in his driveway. Why does he do that? Is that is it that is it that guy? So they evaluated so they you. They evaluated. Well, during the evaluation, I just started crying, and um, well, before I guess I could take a step, step back. I didn't want any of my parents in the room when they were evaluating me, and my mom actually had the idea. She was like, you know, we can step out, and. Um, they asked me, like, are you okay with that? Because I'm 18. They don't have to be in the room. Um, it's not like I was 17 at that time. I was 18. And I said, like, I'm fine with that. I, I really didn't want them there. Because mm-hmm. I felt like if I had them there, I would probably lie. Right, you wouldn't be honest. And I wouldn't be honest just so. But when they were when they left, I was, like, completely, like, mm-hmm. I just was let honest with the lady. <laughs> and I just let it out. And, like, she's like, um, which she was funny. She was like, I don't have any tissues. Like, and I'm like, it's okay. I was just, I was wearing a hoodie and I was just wiping my tears with my hoodie. But she's really nice. Um, but like, we got through the evaluation and um, I just wanted my mom to be in there. And, and my mom, obviously, she expressed some concerns as well during the evaluation. And, um, but it was a pretty tough evaluation. Like the questions that they it is the neighbor guy. It's okay. We'll the questions, the questions that they were, bro, <laughs> the questions that they were asking were really tough and like personal, and it's like it's stuff that you don't want your parents to hear at all because it's like, yeah, the, it's, just it's just that uncomfortable yeah. situation, you know. But yeah, I mean, the evaluation was over with, and they um, came back with the results, and the doctor, like the main doctor, that like says like you don't have to be here or you have to be there. They wanted, he wanted me there. He's like, she needs to, like, be here. But obviously I had a choice because it wasn't court mandated right. or whatever yeah. whatever it's called. Like, the court didn't say I had to stay there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go to court or anything. But the, like, nurses, they were like, you know, it's your choice. Like, you can stay here or you can do inpatient, which is what they called it, which is the hospital's inpatient. Or you can do outpatient. And I had no idea what outpatient is. I thought... Once you got evaluated and they said, yes, you need to be here, you were you were just automatically, like, forced, like, right. pinned you down. You can't, you can't leave, like, kind <laughs> of thing. You're stuck. So I had this, like, really bad, like, like, stereotype behind me. And I was just, like, outpatient, like, what's that? And they were, like, 
you know, they explain, like, outpatient, what it is, and basically it's, like, you would, you just do, you get to go home, and then you get to do, you come back, and then you do group, like, therapy, and, like, get a one-on-one psychiatrist, one-on-one therapist, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and so that idea, and she just said, you get to go home, and I said, yes. At first, my mom was like, no, I think it'd be a good idea if you stayed, but at the same time, they were like, well... It's her choice, you know. Yeah. Like, and it's like the doctor yeah. would like if you would stay, but at the same time, like it's it's your choice, and you can just do outpatient, which they call it PHP. Yeah, because it's still like you're still going through with like you know a treatment, and you're like going and yeah, it's just yeah. And so I chose that. They were like, okay, and you start like I think I started like the week after. It was a weird experience. But how would you say it was overall? Like Overall, I loved it. I, it was a weird experience just because you'd have to wake up so early and it's like you didn't know anybody there and then like they're all older. There's not, I think at that point I was, I think the second youngest there is somebody else was there before me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that person left and then I was the only youngest one. So I was the baby and everybody was like, don't, don't touch her. Don't talk to her. <laughs> She's the baby. Like, don't say anything about her. And I never talked, I just kind of kept to myself, but then I ended up making friends eventually. But overall, um, like I said, it was weird just because for me, I have like a little bit, maybe a lot of bit of social anxiety. And I don't like big crowds, I don't like being yeah. in groups, I don't like talking around big groups. I just, I don't, I like to do like things like, if it's just one-on-one, that's right. fine. Yeah. So it was weird, but I grew to love it. It was like the best experience I've ever had. Like, even though I didn't stay, like, I wasn't staying there for, like, a week or anything, Mm -hmm. but, like, going there, developing a routine every day, it was really nice, and then, like, eventually, like I said, developing and making friends. Yeah. That was really nice, and it was nice to know that if somebody had said anything wrong, that they would, like, jump on them and just be like, hey, don't touch, don't talk to her like that, or don't say that. Like, if they, because they kind of knew what triggered me, because, like, without saying anything, you can see it in my face, what triggers me. If you talk about a certain topic, you can see it in my face. And they'll be like, don't talk about that. Marissa doesn't like that. And it, it was just nice. Like, and the therapist, oh, my God. I miss yeah, them yeah. so much. <laughs> and, yeah. And my psychiatrist, psychiatrist, he's great. I love him. That's good. So you had, like, you had, like a good experience with all the people there. Like, they, they had yeah, good intentions. They were, Everyone yeah, was they very helpful. Yeah, they weren't so, like, forcing everything on you. It's kind of like, if you, we're giving you these things. If you want to do it it's on you if you don't want yeah. to do it it's on you that's good too because it kind of teaches you like your independence and in mm-hmm. your own journey and like where where you feel like you need more assistance and where you feel like you're good at maintaining your feelings and stuff so what are like some of the biggest lessons you feel like you've learned if like or if there's one thing overall that you learned from that entire experience um I would say um learning about boundaries because I never knew yeah what that meant I like always said like I don't like this so don't Mm -hmm. say that to me I never know I never like knew that that's what that meant yeah and so learning about like setting boundaries was like the best thing but like I think I kind of overuse it too much like don't do that to me I don't like it (laughs) don't give me peas I don't like that's my boundary don't give me peas (laughs) but like but it's such a I think it's a really healthy thing to implement especially like in for, any relationship. Yeah, and re- like for relationships, I think it's so anything. important. The hard part that comes with like mental health and struggling with it is the feeling of feeling like a burden and yeah. the feeling of like 
oh man like my feelings today are gonna ruin like everyone's feelings around me that's definitely how i felt sometimes walking in like because like obviously you can tell when someone walks in and they have like a certain like right certain demeanor demeanor yeah kind of thing and like when i would walk in like something really bad would happen or i was just like thinking too much i'd walk in and then people would ask what's wrong because they could tell and i was just like oh no i'm fine like i just never wanted to feel like because other people's problems i always feel like other people's problems are bigger than mine and so that was another thing that they had told me like never think that exactly your problems are are just as big as everybody else exactly you're just as important because we can be so selfless you know and to, to the point where we're just like yeah like no one needs to worry about me no one needs to yeah you know and it's just like we need to we need to be able to feel comfortable expressing our feelings and it's definitely a journey for a lot of us I'm so very much like working on that because that's something that I have a really hard time with because for me like with my emotions it can just be so hot and cold like it can just be like anything can set me off but it's not even like I don't know for me like I definitely need to work on figuring out what boundaries I have yeah there was also like um a group type of session like during the whole thing where it was just like we would have where the therapist would talk but there's a part where like if anybody needed to let out anything I don't remember what it's called um but if anybody needed to let something out the therapist wouldn't like would interject but it was more so getting advice from everybody else around the room Mm -hmm. and I had never opened up never because I like I said I always felt like my like it's scary and I always like also like I almost like I felt like my problems weren't as important. Somebody else is going through something, right. like, more, like... And so, when I had finally opened up, everyone was like, thank you. Oh, that's so, so awesome. So, yeah. You're like... I was like... <laughs> <laughs> but it was also, like, to the point where I was almost going to get discharged. And, like, they were like, why did you wait so long? And I was like, I didn't want anybody it's to worry journey. about me. journey. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want anybody to yeah. worry about me. I just, like, all of you guys have more things going on. I didn't... And they were like, Marissa, like, no. Yeah. Like, we wanted to know, like, and we wanted to be there for you. And I was like, you guys still were there. Like, I, like, I still talk to some of the people there. That's so I good. Really, like, like, lifelong. Like, like, yeah, like, like, some of the people, I won't give out their names, but, like, they've, like, like, me and this one girl, like, had very similar stories. Every time she would talk about her story, I would cry and, like, just look at her and I'd be like, that like I just sorry I don't know if this is like an explicit thing yeah of course uh, man I was just sound like, off in the chat <laughs> I was just like frick that I was like because like everything she was saying I could feel for her and I would always after she'd talk I'd always hug her and like just cry with her yeah because yeah. that's another thing that really helps is feeling related to at least knowing that you're not alone in how you feel because sometimes mental illness or anything of that sort can be very isolating because you're just like Mm-hmm. so wrapped up in your thoughts and everything around you and it's just like I don't know it's, it's it's a relief to know you're not the only one that feels that way and so I think that that's awesome you know and that you can find some some friendship down the line you know after shared shared traumas shared experiences <laughs> yeah. now like I, I really love that like me and my friends always talk about how like I don't know we kind of like love oversharing and like we have like our finstas we have private twitters that we all like follow each other on and like we just love to pop off and vent on there because it's kind of like a really um like passive way to vent to somebody Mm because you know your friends are like like seeing it but you Mm -hmm. don't have to like bother them like I've never been good about venting to people I feel like like 
it's different like with Alyssa because she's my sister and like with you because like we're brothers you know like we're all so close but like when it comes to like my friends or like anybody else it's just so hard that's another thing that I like also like they talked about in therapy like because I was like I just would just put my problems aside and focus on my friends yeah like their problems and trying to fix them but they were like don't Don't do that right so yeah but overall my experience was great I love it I would go back just to be there (laughs) just to be like hey guys that's so awesome though because I feel like so many people like for me and I know for you like before you like went through it that you just everyone has a stigma with it it's like yeah oh like the psych hospital like or just in general with getting help for me it's been like a hard thing just mostly because if I feel like I can manage on my own I'll do that but I think, like, hearing from your experience has made me, like, less scared to, like, it's, go it's, through it than if I ever yeah, feel like I need to. It's definitely scary. Yeah. And I'm not going to, like, f- put on a front and say, it was the best thing. Like, there were ups and downs. For sure. But. As with anything, though, you know. Yeah. But I think um, everybody has their own experiences. And my experience, my experience was, like, the best. But, like, with the ups and downs. But. Like I said, I would go back in a heartbeat just to be like, I miss you guys or something, just to say yeah, hi. But so good. I think definitely people, like, help is fine. Getting help is fine. Um, Absolutely. like there's, And that's the thing, like, you've been very open about it, and I think that's so important. Yeah. It's all about spreading awareness for this because it shouldn't be so mm-hmm. scary to talk about. It shouldn't be so scary to it shouldn't be so consider. Like, frowned upon right. either. I hate that, like... I hate that, like, sometimes you can't talk about these kinds of things because it makes people feel uncomfortable. Exactly. Or it's it's like, like, oh, no. Gosh, like, what? people go through this, and people it's a real really, yeah. thing. So it's like, I I like talking about it. I, I've i never talked about it on, like, my, like, main social media. I think maybe my Finsta, um, I've talked about it. But, like, I've never put it on, like, my main, like, right. Instagram or, like, my Twitter or anything. So not everybody knows about it other than, like, my family and my yeah, close friends. Yeah, your close friends. But I, it's not like I want to hide it, but it's also, like, people don't need to know, like, the details. But I I do want to spread awareness, and, like, getting help is, like, the best thing you could ever do for yourself. Literally. Like, I thought that getting, getting help was, like, made, like, putting, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, getting help made me feel weak yeah, at no, one point. Yeah, for sure. But it's definitely build, built me up. Right, because you have to look at it as, you know, it's just an, an, a necessary step, an, a necessary step in what's right for you and yeah. to help yourself, you know, it's all about putting yourself first, prioritizing yourself mm-hmm. and your mental health because the bottom line is like you should never have to like struggle. Thank you so much for sharing with us all of that because I think that, like I said, this whole month was about mental health awareness, breaking the stigma and there's such a big stigma around yeah getting help and around opening up in general so I appreciate yeah. you opening up for us and walking us through your journey because yeah. everyone's journey matters and we can learn something from everyone's journey yeah, and that's definitely. what I love the most so um do you have any closing remarks you want to finish off with I think the thing I would want to close off with is like whatever you're diagnosed with you're not that because some people have like they'll get diagnosed with like something and then they think their whole world revolves around that and it's much more to that I think definitely when I got diagnosed um I was like (sighs) and I would think like my whole world has to be it has to be careful because then something will trigger me or whatever but it's more than that like you can't just live in your diagnosis because I think 
Um, I've heard that before, I, yeah, like, you are not your diagnosis. Yeah, because I, I think when I first got diagnosed, so I got diagnosed with major depressive disorder, because that's what it's called now, and um, it's reoccurring and severe, so it's kind of a, pfft, I have to take meds for it, but... Um, <laughs> it's kind of a... <laughs> it's kind of, it kind of sucks, but uh, I think when I first got diagnosed and they told me about it, I was just, like, kind of living in it. I would just kind of, like, dread it, like, just kind of wear everything black and, like, just kind of just acting, like, or, like, not acting, but, like... Kind of molding into yeah, it. Yeah, molding into yeah. it. But then I just realized, like, and they would just, like, talk about things, and I'm just, like, I can't. Like, I have to see the light in my diagnosis. And I think I would just want, like, people to know that you're not. You're not your diagnosis, like you said. Because, that's like, on period. That's literally that's period, period love. Period. period love. Like, <laughs> I just don't want anybody to ever feel like that. Like, yeah. that, like, and just because you're yeah. diagnosed with something, like, you don't have to, like, feel that certain way. Like, things will get better. And yeah. there is always hope. And, like, always. there's almost that saying, like, there's a, there's a, what is it? It's something at the end of the rainbow. There's always something at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> something like that. There's I always know. lucky there's, charms. There's one quote that I love, and it's so funny because like, I used to love it, like, seriously, and I still do because it's so true. And it's like, um, life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass it's about learning how to dance in the rain but and then there's another one and it's like you can't have a rainbow without oh, a little rain God, stop <laughs> by maddie healy period <laughs> if you period. get that yeah, like period. period period no but um, yeah i definitely think that like people are stronger than and they can get through it and yeah that's right that's all i want that's to right dissolve. we all we believe in you we are here for you. Um, I always say my DMs, comments, all that's oh, open yeah. in the chat. Oh, yeah. If you have any she, questions Rick's about anything, for you. Um, please let me know. Like, DM me on my Instagram. Like, um, I love helping people because, like, this experience, like, I know so much now. And, like, if you needed any help, if anybody needed any help, I can just... I could, I, um, you're a free therapist. I should be getting charged, but <laughs> I have years and years of people just venting to me, and I should be, I should have been like, you know, there's a, there's a five dollar fee, but <laughs> it's free. It's all free. I should, I won't charge anybody, but like my DMs are open. Tips appreciated. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ninety nine <no>. cents. <laughs> All right, but I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the series on mental health, um, and I hope that you're prioritizing your mental health because you can, you are capable of anything, and you are not your diagnosis. And if you haven't been diagnosed, you are not what could be your diagnosis, you know, for all of us in the chat. You're not your feelings. You're not your feelings, yeah. But let your feelings... This whole podcast is kind of centered on your emotions and feelings, though, so keep coming back Fridays at 7 p.m. if that's your vibe, if you ever need a place to go and think about just something else. So I don't know what next week's episode is going to be. I don't know what the next few are going to be. It's going to be fun to go back to the drawing board because I've kind of had this, like, um, basis with the mental health awareness month thing, so now I'm like, what should I do? So comment what you want to see in the chat. I keep saying in the chat because we've been going on Instagram Live and I think it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but anyway, uh, comment down below what you'd like to hear next. And thanks again, Marissa, for sharing your, sharing your thoughts and your feelings. And I'll see y'all the same time, same place. On um, one, two, three, we're going to say bye, okay? One, two, three. Bye! bye.